don't know what the hell's wrong with Kathy? My lips aren't working. <laughs> no, do your warm up exercises. Do it. No. <laughs> do you go hobble, 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 Ha. 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 the bye. Ha. Ha. You guys want to do some vocal warm-ups? Okay. Ha. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait while I clean my that, mic. That was not a vocal warm-up <laughs> at all. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. (laughs) Notice how I just shut up our audience. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, woo, we love it. Yeah, enough of that. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, pervert. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie. And this is it. Show 22. Double deuce. Double deuce. My favorite number, 22... (laughs) <laughs> Already condescending grunts and groans We're approved by Mark. Thank you very much, Abyss, that I have a favorite number. It's okay. 22 is the first time. It's the only time that two twos are going to be involved in the number until what? Two, 122? That would be three at that point. Look, I'm a little exhausted. <laughs> Why are you so little, exhausted? A little exhausted. Tell us, Boogie. Okay, so Once upon to, a the, time. to the perverted podcast listeners out there, um, this last three days of all of the perverted podcast co-host lives mm-hmm. have been uh, chaos, mayhem, and wonderment uh, because this was the uh, threshold uh, bizarre, bizarre weekend. And uh, that's the club. We, we're recording live here. They support us, uh, and we're all volunteers uh here at threshold and they have a fundraiser a few times a year and this this is the bizarre bizarre time it's a big vendor event and they have sample booths where if you want to try needles or spanking or flogging or whips or something you can get a little taste of that or learn how to do it and there's it's just insanity and there's parties and, we and there had, was the party the before was the halloween party the halloween party and then we had the the party after, after. <laughs> it was non-stop crazy. It was just not. And Kathy and I were here for like all of those parties. Abyss worked all day as security. I was um, there for the day, the party before too. Okay, <laughs> but not as awesomely. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, shut him up. It's like you go, you give him the sign to shut. Give up. him the sign to shut up. Whatever. But it was an awesome. It was an awesome weekend. We brought in a lot of new members. Uh, it was a lot of fun. 39 of- people joined Threshold, so it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was... Many vendors. It was many mm-hmm. vendors. Everyone had a great time. Great and so, taste booth. Big thanks to all the volunteers. Oh all God. the volunteers. They Jesus. were so amazing. My back still hurts. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot of work, but it was well worth hours, it. Especially Abyss. Put in the most hours out of it, because I'm just going to get <laughs> stink eye the rest of the show. No, I don't I just, know why I, just, I said I just, that. I just did it looking good. You know, and she was hot center. security. She was security, and she she was the hot security guard. Oh, she did. She had on that whole like yeah. you know mm-hmm. whatever. Not Joan Crawford. It, she was all Joan dressed Crawford, in black. Laura was, Croft. 
More skin showing than actual uniform. It was hot, baby. People were willing to uh, abide by her security tips. Like they were afraid of her. Yeah. It was It was just a great event. I mean, it was exciting. I mean, it's just thousands of hours of work prepping for it, but it's, it's really nice. I'm sure if you have a community at home in perverted podcast land um, where your local dungeon you know, puts on these types of events. It's just so exciting to see new people come in and, and they're like, this is the first time they've ever seen a real dungeon or real people in the community. And all of a sudden they don't have to be hidden. They get to be free. Oh my goodness. There is place. There's a place where people think like me. I don't have to apologize for being kinky. So, uh, yeah. They walk in and that's the first thing they see is those taster booths and it's like this <laughs> this cornucopia of, oh, there's needles over there, spanking over there, whips over there. Which do I do first? It was great. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful. How about you, Kathy? Any news? Kathy has news. I don't even know how to I don't uh, go. Just Kathy, just Let's hear it. Let's hear tell it. Us, tell us. I have new panties. <laughs> Thank you. That's our show. <laughs> That is our. So you all can stop talking about my panties now. Did you get Did you get some cute chonies? They're cute. They're all black. Some of them have lace. Ooh. One of them says something across the butt. What does it say? It says, "I'm no angel." <gasps> oh, you got sassy. <laughs> sassy. Panties. I don't think I, I any of our perverted podcast <laughs> listeners who've been listening for a while know <laughs> that Kathy and I are like the dirt poor hosts of the show, and Kathy is so dirt poor. Um, so dirt po. So dirt po <laughs> that she hasn't been able to buy new panties in like 300 fucking millennia. And so we said, well, that's going to be. We? Huh? You and I have been locked in this battle of wills ever since <laughs> I had made the mistake of confiding in you that my underwear were all torn. <laughs> Look, it's important that you have underwear. And so we've had this battle of like, you know what? The first money we make from perverted podcasts going straight symbolically, on and like so, <laughs> now she has panties. Thank you to per- we thank you <laughs> yes. perverted podcasts. No one, no one thanks you more than I. Kathy's panties. <laughs> Kathy's panty- oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy. I am so I proud of you. I was going to cry. I promised I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> Just another day on Bad Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Bad Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people and every week we talk a bit about the stuff that fat life people are talking about for your peace of mind please know that every group or blog post we talk about specifically has granted us permission to do so all right so our first post we're going to be talking about is from dr strange drew it's entitled because nerd or what would picard do <laughs> i like I know. this blog <laughs> mention anytime you mention anything star trek i'm like all right I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> I get it on board. Oh, like, everybody's oh, like, I'm on board. Yeah. Oh, okay, so bad. Anyway. Really bad. So Dr. St- Stranger talks about uh, how a dominant doesn't have all the answers, something that we're all familiar with. Unless it's me. Mm. Well, of course, because yeah. you have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And how they have to take into account the submissive and so many other things, because basically you're dealing with a whole other person. It's not just you. Basically, that means that there has to be, as he says, an equal sharing of opportunity. So this is how he describes 
he and his partner. He says, we're a couple for whom stern discipline and firm orders only come into play during the most serious matters. The rest is a peculiar sort of dance where whoever leads is the one who just happens to have the best idea of the steps needed at that moment. And so to try and find that perfect middle ground, which I totally sympathize with him because it's hard to do, he asked himself this, what would Jean-Luc Picard do? (laughs) And the reason he asked this is because he has this opinion, which I found particularly fascinating. And that is that chain of command dynamics are perhaps the closest vanilla equivalent to what we in the BDSM community do. Very intriguing concept he has there. So... um, Basically, he says, Captain Kirk relies upon his two best friends all of the time, and not coincidentally, both are direct to a fault. Kirk never has to second guess if he's getting the full story and details from either of these two. The result is a captain whose leadership goes beyond that of a TV character and becomes an example of what we should all strive to be, wise enough to trust in himself and still humble enough to let others' opinions change his mind. Hmm. Fascinating, Captain. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. I always wanted to be Spock. I still want to be Spock. I think you are Spock. I he am is not, really Spock. not I Spock. I am not. I am Spock. I am Spock trapped in a Kirk mind and body. Oh, my God. That's so you. It's true. I want to be Spock so bad, but I'm so fucking Kirk. It just drives me insane. So, I, over, over I actor. despise it. I just despise it. In, in like, crushed velvet outfits. Pretty much. And he Valor. fucks green aliens. I would fuck all of the aliens. Yeah, I can't believe that I'm here <laughs> fucking every one of these aliens. Spock. Spock. Oh, my God. I don't want to be Kirk. I, I kind of, I, I enjoyed this post because as someone who on occasion, on a very, very, very rare occasion, that I don't have the absolute truth and answer in uh, my relationships, um <laughs> Then it becomes kind of a challenge. Uh, Okay, yes, I'm being sarcastic. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm vulnerable. And I'm in this relationship where I'm the daddy, the dominant, whatever. And, of course, you don't have all the answers. So um, at that point, it becomes like a fact versus opinion decision. Is this a fact? Because, of course, in my relationships with Abyss and Mark, we have open dialogue. We talk about things. Um, we put the facts on the table, uh, and everyone has the right to share those feelings, opinions, and whatever's, but then it comes down to a moment where is this fact or opinion? Because if it's fact, you can't argue with the facts, you know, you know what I mean? Eventually you'll be like, okay, they're, they're facts. I, I'm wrong. This is absolutely a better way that I did not come up with this idea. But when it comes down to the point to where the facts aren't necessarily there and it becomes opinion versus opinion, at that point, (laughs) seeing as neither Abyss or Mark is necessarily always submissive, they have submissive moments. At that point, what I liked about this is it talks about, and it's the same thing with me being in leadership at Threshold, it's the same thing on the podcast, it's the same thing in anything where you have some sort of level of command. At that point, you have to make the decision. Yeah, and that you bring up an interesting point because I was thinking that this is not just about BDSM. It's any time in life where you're in the leadership position or in a position of authority, and you have to walk that fine line between the two. How do I maintain that authority while at the same time uh, taking into account what I have to take into account, which is the opinions and the ideas of the people around me? 
Well, I mean, to be a good top dominant leader, it, it doesn't mean you have to micromanage. You have to trust in your bottoms. You have to trust that they are. You may be making the final decision at the end of the day, but it doesn't make the people who are under you idiots. Because if that's all that's following you, and who's, you know, then that's, what does that say about you as a top? Exactly. I don't want no I'm, broke ass slave. Exactly. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's something to be said for power bottoms. There's something to be said for, you know, a dom doesn't have to have all the answers because, I mean, they don't always have to have the answers, but as long as they have their bottom or their, their, their vision, their, their higher calling, higher calling yeah. you know, that's the interest at, at heart. And I really love the line that um, he put in was, uh, what I am after is a sense of security we both feel, and even if I am wrong about things, sometimes I feel like I feels like I'm fumbling around in the dark when it comes to being her dominant. But I always have uh, her best interests at heart, and that's one of the things. It's like if if it's if that's there, it will show through. Yeah, I Either, totally agree with you. You know, even if it's you know delegating, you can't just always micromanage. Being a good top doesn't mean you have all the answers. It's also about exploring the path together. At least that's but when it does come down to it, it, there is a point, and I don't mean to be like the aggressive Uber Dom, and not all of our situations come down to that. But there is, and we, this is a whole other topic, is the topic about what is submission. Is submission you just doing uh, what you want to do when it's cool with me? Or are you submitting because you're actually committed to that power exchange with another person? That even if, because a lot of times it becomes in some of these situations in... In the power exchange relationships, there comes that point where, say, you have a really smart power slave, and then you have the dominant master, and it's it's kind of like, well, the power slave's like, well, I really know, I think that this is going to be the better answer. And you know what? It might be. It might be the better, quicker way to do the whatever you're trying to do, but if you are going over, if you are fighting and constantly fighting against your dominant or master on that to save a few seconds of time or maybe make the event that much more efficient, are you really participating in submission? Or is it something that you're like, wait a minute, this may, it may work out that your, your way was better. It may work out your way was better, but I'm making this call right now. Are you choosing to follow me? Do you respect me enough to let me have this and see if we're going to go down this path? Well, I think um, in anyone who is in a lot of these uh, relationships, if, if the foot comes down, the foot comes down. I mean, I've seen plenty of master-slave relationships where you can see it on the, the look on the, the slave's face like, this may not necessarily have been the way I was going to do it, but I trust my sir, ma'am, whatever. And they may have a discussion later. But they have so you know they have a solid base, and the 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 submissive will generally submit. Yeah, and we're what we're talking about is twenty four seven because right. uh, every uh, pretty much every uh, example that we've all just brought up here today is would revolve around twenty four seven relationship. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, and we're assuming a certain level of maturity and discretion on both parts, and I think that's one of the great things about this post is that he had something in here that was kind of buried and. But I think was the most important part when he said that he talks about these two friends of Kirk being honest to a fault. Kind of what you were talking about, if a submissive is trying to change the dominant's mind or get in there and just stand their ground. Uh, if you do that, if you don't have a high level of honesty and authenticity, if you're not mature enough, if you're not discerning enough, 
none of this is going to work and it's the whole relationship sure. is going to go to shit. And then you're not you really have to really challenge what your identity is. Are you a, a, a submissive or are you somebody that wants to be in a control situation in that relationship? And if that's what you want to be, there's there's plenty of relationships. A lot of my relationships with Abyss and Mark are not uh, revolving around submission and power exchange. So there's a lot of times where we do kind of just go, what's the best answer here? But people that fight that a lot, of, uh, we've seen in the community a lot of people that claim to be, you know, I'm super submissive, but they... They just always want to fight whoever they're with. And in my opinion is, is obviously that dominant doesn't inspire your submission and trust. So maybe you shouldn't be with that dominant if if you can't be at a level to where you can actually trust them to make those decisions. Yeah. I also will say that particularly the, the terms dominant and submissive, there's a wide spectrum there. And sure. you could be very high end, high protocol, or you could be a lot lower, like let's say I am or what you guys were describing. Or in play. Yeah, if it's in play, play it's just in yeah. play. Yeah. You know. but but if it's a, yeah, they're, they're talking 24-7 exactly. living together, so. Yeah. Good <laughs> That was a great post. I love that. Dr. Strange Drew, thank you very much. I like the name Strange Drew. Strange Drew. Reminds me of Strange Brew. That's very I think that was cool. probably was that what he was going for. Oh, really? What? Strange Drew? Strange <laughs> Oh, probably. Wait, wasn't that a Canadian movie with Rick Moranis? Strange Brew? I don't know. John Candy? Was that Rick what it was Moranis? called? Rick Moranis? Strange Brew. And Well, I mean, there's a Cream song. That <laughs> how was... did we get off on this? Hey, Where did, how did we go from? He hey, got distracted. Hey, hey, we got a new group. Yes. We have a new group, this a new Fet Life group. This is a new this is a new segment called Other Stuff. Because <laughs> we don't have a name yet. Well, I mean, we have so many you know, we, we talk about Fet Life stuff a lot, but but really there's the entire internet is filled with uh, you know, groups and writers and podcasts and uh, you know, there is a lot of resource and information out there in a perverted po- podcast. Our job is to hopefully give you kind of a look at a lot of these things so we're now starting to branch out and find out about other groups and one of the groups that um we came across that i feel has a a great resource for information is a submissives initiative um they're also uh they're on facebook is a submissives initiative it's a huge group they have like thousands of people that are into this group so they don't Uh, have their own websites it's just no they do have their own no they have their own it's asi a submissives Hmm. initiative uh uh, bdsm.com so asi bdsm.com it was started and once again this goes into my whole thing that if you are a female submissive you should learn things from other female submissives this uh this site was started by jessica cocker who also does most of the writing for the site but they have other writers and whatever and they collaborate things together and so it's just a really it's i've read a lot of these things uh i've had some communication with jessica she seems really really cool she's really eager to have us you know talk about these things and and interact together so i'm really excited about hopefully this being a new resource for us so uh, I asked her if we could talk about uh, one of her writings, which is just uh, the type of writing that we could talk about this uh, mm-hmm. a number of times. <laughs> and the writing was, is feminist submissive the ultimate oxymoron? I will give you, I'm going to break it up in a couple parts and we'll talk in between. But uh, Jessica writes, I wasn't quite sure I could reconcile my feminist values with being gagged and tied to a bed. It never felt wrong, but for a while I felt I wasn't being true to the lifestyle while standing up for my values. I wondered how could I be both at the same time. 
<laughs> oh my god <sighs> the question of the ages <laughs> you guys want to go ahead and start and then we'll her conclusion we'll just read at the yeah. end all right I mean, honestly, it's it for me. I have, I have, I was raised by feminists. My mama, you know, raised me, at, and I, I am very much a feminist. I believe in equality, and I believe in choice. I believe that what I do and who I submit to and what I allow them to do is still my choice at the end of the day. So, absolutely, you can be a, a submissive and be a feminist. It, it's, it's about choice and it's about equality. And that's that's where I stand on it, at least. Uh, hard for me, too. My mom was divorced when I was very young. I had a deadbeat dad. She's a strong woman, raised us. She never called herself a feminist. We never heard that word, but that's exactly what she was. So when I first came into the scene a long time ago, I was, I, I'm a switch. I know I'm a switch, but you never saw me bottom because it was really hard because that's the way I was brought up, and it was the first time I let someone put a collar on a man i've let a woman put a collar on me and i bought him to her in public but the first time i it was i can't even put it into words it was extremely difficult to do to stand there in the middle of a public dungeon where my friends were and allow a man to put a collar on me it was mm. really tough i actually on on that point it's funny when i told when i came out to my mom and said hey i'm into bdsm and i'm into kink and this that the other it's funny, she had no problems with me beating the crap out of people. She's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, well, sometimes, Mom, I, I, I people hit me. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one, that one that was, was a, a great first meeting of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a little... And here luck. he is. And <laughs> he is. And yeah. It was, it was a little harder pill for, for my mom to swallow. I mean, she was a bra-burning, like, picketing very uh in you know into the politics uh feminist so there's yeah. absolutely a double standard there yes mm -hmm. there there is i wanted to talk about and and by the way i i really do love abyss's mom she's a great woman i actually she's she's my massage client i actually work <laughs> i fix her mom but don't think i don't ever watch for like a shiv to like <laughs> sneak up from under the blanket and just like poke me in the femoral artery and go hit my daughter motherfucker it seems to be a constant theme. Like she's just waiting. She's just waiting for that moment where I really think, oh, this woman really appreciates me loving. Oh, my God, I'm bleeding to death. I knew I couldn't trust her. Have a tourniquet handy. <laughs> tourniquet handy. I just wear armor around my crotch. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> the look on a business face. <laughs> to, to protect from. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. That's, Shall we? Okay. So anyway. Uh. The point I wanted uh, to kind of go and take another direction with this is to the next level, which is uh, kind of feminist submissive shaming. Mm. Because uh, I've heard a lot of that. I've heard from a lot of submissives that feminists have actually like browbeat them and said, how can you do this? We have the women's right movement and we stood up for blah, 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 blah. And now by you submitting to this man, you're, you're going against everything that, that we stood for and so forth. And I had to call kind of, and now once again, I'm, I'm making cautiously, a, yeah. cautiously making <laughs> putting your toe in this. <laughs> um, but the 19th Amendment, which was ratified in 1920, oh I looked it God. up, that gave women the right to vote that every citizen could vote regardless of their sex um that gave 
people a choice. And that's where we go back to this choice. And just because you have the choice, just because you don't like the choice somebody makes doesn't mean you can judge and shame them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the definition of irony. I stand up for this philosophy called feminism that is supposed to give me a voice to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And what it does in the end is take my voice away from me because I'm not allowed to do what I want. Which and it's and technically and I was raised like at least for my mom very very pro like there was no problems with it but feminism like to be called a feminist in a lot of ways is at least a couple of years ago was considered almost like a dirty word there right. was a lot of oh you're a feminist oh but really what feminist means is equality that is all it is saying is saying equal pay for equal work it's saying you know equal rights votes all of these things it's and just like it is no problem for me to, for a man to say, I am going to submit to you. I have no problem saying I am going to submit to this man. Yeah. Especially if it's me. Oh, oh my you're, you're saying that about me, right? Of course I'm only That's saying that about you. Me. Mark's just not even looking at me. Just What? No. Just wanted to make sure. No, I... First off, thank you for, for your submissive your, your submissive tendencies oh, towards me. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's kind of like the same argument for me, like when um, people say, if you don't vote, soldiers died so you could vote. And I'm like, no, soldiers died so I could have the freedom to choose if I want to vote. But I shouldn't be forced to vote for some asshole if I don't want to vote for them. That's what the soldiers died for, is my freedom. And it kind of goes in the same thing with this situation. A vote is your choice. That's you being able to choose. So if a woman chooses to submit, then... It's it's also, you look at those who are comfortable in the 1950 households. Sure. You know, who, or, you know, those who are in staunch, you know, march uh, matriarchal, you know, is it, are you going to have a problem with me submitting to a woman? Or is it just... Submitting to to a a man. man? Yeah. Well, because yeah, because it, it supposedly goes against the whole movement. Yeah. It doesn't. When feminism, I mean, I love her line where she says, feminism gives me the shield I feel that I need to stand up and say, I enjoy this. This is my choice. You cannot take this away from me. Actually, I was I was thoroughly in love with when she's she was talking about how um, she's sexually submissive, uh, submissive and she gets great pride in taking care of her daddy. But it doesn't mean she doesn't want to impact the world in a positive way. This is, in general, an all-around fantastic post. Mm-hmm. It was a good post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. This was really good. And a great website. All right. Mm-hmm. Good good start. Hopefully, uh, we get more stuff from them. And once again, you can go to ASIBDSM.com to see uh, all of Jessica's and uh, her other writers' articles. And hopefully, uh, they're, they're a new source for us to, to go through. Aww. If you're going to be naughty, you've got to protect your bits. Learn some medical tips on kinky health with the biz. What evils would do harm to your dude sausage or femme taco? Femme taco. How do you protect yourself from germs in your kinky play space? Bad germs. Bad germs. You're so fucking bad. These questions and more. <laughs> answered by our nurse that loves to hurts. <laughs> Abyss. Hello. Okay. I love my sound effects. Just get away from the soundboard. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, you done? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so kinky health. Uh, today we are talking about something that affects many. 
of us, not just in the kink scene, but in our vanilla world as well. And it is those who uh, have to deal with depression. Depression is the shy tortoise of the mood disorders. There it is, baby. Shy. I wait for this I'm moment. I'm a shy tortoise. <laughs> My life means nothing. What is Abyss going to relate it to this time? That one actually I had to pull out. I'm like, hmm. Uh, and basically what I mean by that is it finds comfort in its shell. But it, this can lead to isolation and worsening of symptoms, which include extreme sadness, uh, emptiness, feeling hopelessness. And it's also changes in sleeping patterns, weight change, sexual dysfunction, and even thoughts of death or suicide. So these are all things that many of us and many of our play partners have had to deal with. There are many different types of depression. And globally, it is estimated that 350 million people of all age groups suffer from depression. Um, Yikes. Yeah, which means more than likely in the dungeon, you're going to come across people who, you know, your play partners will be having to deal with this. And... Um, Depression results from complex interactions of social, psychological, biological factors. Um, I mean, you could have someone who's just going through a bout of depression or someone who has chronic depression. The nice thing about most depressions, statistically, anywhere between 75 and 80 percent of those who seek treatment can actually overcome and be able to manage these. What does this mean to BDSM? Playing with someone with depression it is important to understand your limits as a top and a bottom. There is a huge stigma in um, all of our community about mental health. Sure. And just because someone has depression, it does not mean that they are unfit to play with. It does not mean that these people should be avoided. But it is important to understand if extra care is required when playing with these people. Um, myself included. I literally, to get a little, to get a little deep on me. I've suffered from depression. I lost a dear, dear friend of mine and I couldn't get off my couch for six months. Literally lost 25 pounds, wouldn't eat, wouldn't talk to people. And it it crushed me emotionally. But I was able to work my way through it. Did it mean I was a horrible person? No. Did it mean this is someone you shouldn't play with? No. You may want to take precautions. <laughs> it doesn't always mean it's someone yeah. you don't want to play with. I mean, I have play partners who actually on their list of limits and so forth say, hey, because I ask, are you on any kind of medications? Are you any kind of, uh, are you under uh, care of any anything? And they'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm taking antidepressants, stuff like this. And I know personally and through my negotiations that I'm going to have to check up a little more and make sure that um because common things such as loneliness, painful events, chronic stress, chronic pain can trigger a lot of um, depressive episodes. So you want to make sure that when you play with them, it can be a very intense experience, but you do want to check in more. Particularly the more intense plays like humiliation play Ooh, or things yeah. like that. I mean, pretty much. So I you're like handing, handing, your, uh, handing your depressed, submissive razor blades and saying, think about it. Think about it. Just oh, think about think it. Wow. About it. <laughs> what? Is that, that's, so that's off the table to do with a manic have depressive? You uh, have you You know, maybe just, uh, you know. You know, have like the Nike symbol there, just like just do it, and then a fucking like yeah. rope hanging. For all of our listeners, this is from... listeners. This is just Boogie's attempt to lighten the mood. But oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> That's our Boogie. Oh. <laughs> really, you had to bust that one out during mine. 
<laughs> I remember recording that. I totally forgot about it. I hate you. That's horrible. Look, um, I want to be the devil's advocate because we tell people all the time, um, and I'm think as I'm as it's once to come out of my fucking mouth. I'm just you're getting, getting stink eye. Total evil eye from abyss. <laughs> Even as it's coming out of my mouth, I realize that you know there's chronic depression where somebody is in the depression where you probably shouldn't play because it's a it's another form uh, when you're in an episode. I am just to to qualify lifelong manic depressive. For decades and decades, I was in therapy when I was five years old because I walked up to my mom and told her I wanted to die. So I have been through this depression thing. I'm pretty, pretty familiar with it. Um, When you are in an episode, doing a vulnerable power exchange might not be the best thing for you. If you are coming in or out of that episode then perhaps a cathartic release under a lot of evaluation, negotiation, and understanding, hey, you know, because we've all done that in, you know, at least as, as a top, I've done that with a lot of bottoms that we're going through. I've done that with Abyss. I've done that with Mark, where there was something building and there needed, let's, let's have this release. But we tell people all the time, if you need therapy, BDSM and this lifestyle is not therapy. It can be therapeutic. It can absolutely help get you to that next day, but it is not the unpacking of the box that you need when you're dealing with somebody who has chronic depression. Well, I, and what I was bringing out more of the stigma, like if someone says, hey, I'm depressed, I have a history of depression, I it sh- at least, A, they're honest enough to say, hey, I have evaluated this. Yeah, they're working on it. You know, not and not just working on it, it's also a thing that... They are aware, and then they're able to negotiate. So I, my, my point of this was to make sure that people don't stigma them and say, hey, you know what? You have depression. I'm not going to play with you. you you're, you're not. Uh, frankly, if someone says, if someone is not familiar with depression, they have no, uh, never had any contact with it, and they're going to be assholish enough to say, I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole, you probably don't want to be playing well, with yeah, them in the first place. So, I mean, I also want to go on the same line that you, you – you know, nobody should be judged. Yes, that's our higher calling of the community. We want to love and, you know, accept everyone for who they are. But you also have the right as a top. And I have denied played with people that I think are at that time unstable and and work my way like, no, I just don't I don't I don't want to play with you right now. Um, if so, you don't have what the energy and the time it's going to take to give that extra care or concern, you're right. You have absolute or I right just to. think the person is fucking unstable. Yeah. We have a lot of train wrecks in this fucking community. <laughs> there are that, a lot of train wrecks that everywhere. Have, I'm just saying this community because this is a show about kink and BDSM. I, yes, it's like this everywhere. But here, when we beat people and humiliate them and put them in situations of extreme vulnerability, they don't do that at a stamp collecting club. They don't do that when they make pottery. But we do that here. So I think even more so here, it's really important to say we should be cautious about who we play with because there are a lot of people that you play with them and you think you're going to just because you say I'll do the aftercare and whatever if that person seems unstable then they're unstable whether they admit it like Abyss is talking about when they admit it and say hey I have depression once again I talk about 
thank you. You've told me you've had a depression. I may just hold back on playing with you for a few weeks to see is this something that goes in episodes or are you just fucking batty? Because when I was batty um, for years and years and years, um, I, I had no business playing and surely not being a top and being in control of, of other people when I play. Although those, you know, stamp collecting people are pretty <laughs> crazy, man. <laughs> those people, are, they're just repressed. But I, I, lo- I love when Abyss said she was going to talk about this topic. I thought it was just super important. I think this is something we could go over. I mean, mental health in general, even especially in our community, really pe- people need to start getting past the stigma of it. And I'm trying to bring it out there so that people understand that you know, sometimes these are just a hiccup. It doesn't bring the person to something that's not something to be played with. I think it's great. And, uh, fuck, we solved manic depression. Everyone uh, should be happy. No, no, no we, we have did not. We did. We solved it. There's, no, we you don't just solve things. That, we break you... things. We suck at life, all right? <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Wow, Kathy. I'm not why, in a good mood. Why did we just go all of a sudden, like, self-deprecating? I got new panties. <laughs> you got new panties. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should be happy. Don't I'm be so depressed happy. about new pants. I'll still play with you. We've never we, played. We oh, don't play. We did the other night. That we did last night. That was last night. The- Abyss and I. That's remember. See, Abyss is making a little sign too. What little sign is that? We um, <laughs> synchronized uh, breast strokes. Syn- Kathy. Synchronized boobage. Synchronized boob. And I swear to God, we should do a video where uh, Abyss and I wear the bathing caps and the goggles, and then we should do synchronized boob massaging on Kathy. It was awesome. I was very excited. I don't know why I did that. You guys caught me in the hall, <laughs> asked if you could fondle my breasts, and I said yes, and you each grabbed a boob. Synchronized. That's the first Synchron- time we've ever done that. It was very synchronized. I would be in a position to tell. And we do it, it with that cheesy smile, and we lift our arm, da, 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 da. <laughs> and we have like sw- what did you say? Swan Lake. <laughs> swan Lake. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think the perverted podcast listeners deserve synchronized boob massaging on Kathy. Maybe we'll do it at our. Uh, if we get our... enough listener listeners writing in, I'll do it. Ooh, I will fucking start profiles. <laughs> we'll start fake profiles. Boogie's like challenge accepted. Oh god. Oh yeah. Take your take your hands off your face, bitch. <laughs> this is weak. This is the week we do it. Annoyingly bad rap. It comes down to this. Perverted podcast listeners. You let us know what kinky topic you want us to rap about. And then we make some wrap up about it and do it for you. But guess what? Y'all motherfuckers failed this month. <laughs> totally. You fucking failed. You didn't give us shit. And because of that, we got saddled with boogie suggestions. I have. We have the uh, encyclopedia of strange sex acts. So I just said, all right, Kathy, I just thumbed through it and fucking put my finger down. And came up with. And came up with. Scrotal infusion. Mm. <laughs> That's where you actually stick a needle in a tube in some dude's balls and you fucking fill it with saline and you make them expand. To be fair, yeah. though, not in the balls, in the scrotum. Yeah, in the scrotum, the not the s- testicle. What? Not in the testicle. Not in the testicle, in the scrotum. You know that part where okay, guys like sack? to yeah, play Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, part. fine. You get whatever. Scrotal. Just, S- Kathy, just do your thing. Oh, me? Yeah, oh. do it. All right. 
Okay, we're just gonna take a deep breath. A scrotal in the feet. Wait, 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 wait. Annoyingly <laughs> bad rap. A needle in your junk? What the hell is wrong with that? What could possibly go wrong? Just lie back against the mat. Why are you screaming? Just calm down. Why are you running down the hall? Arnold would approve because we're pumping up your balls. <laughs> will hurt me more than you. I'm sorry, babe. It's true. No, your balls aren't really small. I love you. But when you fuck me from behind, I want them smacking on my clit. I want to feel them really hard. I want to scream out loud. I'm hit. <laughs> so let's just try again. Breathe deep and close your eyes. Imagine that the game is on and you're just eating fries. See, we're dumb. Damn, they're really big. Time to get some moving fuck. Time to ride me like a buck. Time to get real close up. Yeah. Giddy up. Oh. <laughs> the look from a bitch right now. Because the bitch was busy. So I write her rap for her. Oh. And I said, well, you got to get what you get. So, Poor come on. Abyss. Remember Dr. Seuss. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Just do it, baby. Ow. If you keep talking, this poor girl's <laughs> not going to get through. Just the, I, wish, I wish we had a video of the face of the sheer hatred <laughs> that I'm getting from the woman I love. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go. Do you want the little jingle? No, shut up. Wait, no. Annoyingly oh. bad. We're never going to get through this. <laughs> bouncy, pouncy, bouncy, pouncy. Filling your balls. Fill your balls. Big enough to bounce down the hall. On your balls. My nuts are big like elephants. Way too big to fit in pants. Piss me off. I'll make you dead. Use your balls to crush your head. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly bad rap. Don't stop! It'll make your balls pop. What's she doing to his balls? Holy shit! Call the cops! Scrotal infusions, no optical illusion. Dudes fill their balls with saline and call it ballooning. They say it's awesome, but I say nope. I already got a fat belly. I don't need balls like cantaloupes. Dragging and lagging afterwards, the balls sagging. Once the juice absorbs, looks like wings on a dragon. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. Scrotal infrosion? Bro, that's all you. <laughs> <laughs> Testicle bra. Testicle bra. <laughs> Because you know when it mm -hmm. testicle bra when it when it you know pulls dangles down it dangles down like can you imagine that if you've seen the pictures of those things it's like huge so they look like hamsters huge hamsters no 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 I mean that their balls get huge and then obviously when that goes away I don't I don't know what that looks like but I'm just assuming you got some fucking dragon wing down there going oh the bat wings it's a giant sagging ball. Like, I can just picture some guy going, jumping off a building. And you just, all of a sudden, you hear, <laughs> <laughs> he just floats down. A little music comes by. <laughs> Thank you very much. Dragon wing testicles landing on the ground. Did, uh, you, you forgot, didn't you? What? No, I didn't. What? You didn't? Ta-da! Oh! Expert. Aww. That's not our Pyrex. <laughs> no, I left the Pyrex measuring cup at home. <laughs> so we're going to choose so we're just gonna have Mark do it? next week's fetish roulette. 
So, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Get over here. You got to pick the next week's fetish. So explain, explain what we got. Next week we do a fetish roulette. We each choose. We choose one unusual paraphilia that we're going to talk about. And Mark just picked one, and it is manophilia. Manophilia. Man. Man. No, it, yeah, it's M-E-N- Manophilia. Manophilia. Okay, so uh, right, so that'll be next week. So we'll look that up during the week, and oh. we'll talk about man. Men. It's raining. Menophilia. <laughs> I'm obsessed with men. With large balls. Men with, man, I feel your large balls. You know what? What? I am going to sing a song today. Oh. Can you guys listen to a song I'm going to sing? No. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? Because you uh, gave her a Dr. Seuss rap. Well, <laughs> that's probably true. So it's show 22, which of course is a special number to me. Don't ask me why. It just is. Because you love pears. Because I love pears. <laughs> ah, it's true. Look, I have two girls. They're both staring at me with like really weird creatures. I love you both. Kisses. I love you. <laughs> okay. So it, it kind of is, is a whole culmination of things. 22, special number to me, perverted podcast, really excited. Abyss talks about depression. This song I wrote when I was actually living in my van. Yes, go ahead, say it. Yes, down by the river. Thank you. 22 <laughs> years. That guy's been fucking dead. They're still telling me that joke. Um, I live next to my little pine tree, which there's a story about, and I was suicidal, completely suicidal, and drunk, drugged out, fucking just really, really bad, right at the edge, making plans to kill myself. Like, you have to plan for that. That's stupid. And I just, all of a sudden, I just said... I'm going to write a really happy song. And I wrote this song called Butterflap. And it goes like this. And haha, sucker, I wrote it and I'm still here. I'm a butterfly. Pretty wings. Flap, flap, flap. Kids with butterfly nets try to catch me. Trap, trap, trap. Oh, I remember. When I was a caterpillar eating leaves And I try hard not to be lunch For the birdies in the trees And though I felt kinda ugly I said, hell, ain't no thing I'll just crawl in my cocoon in one day I'll come out and I'll be singing I'm a butterfly, pretty wings Flap, flap, flap Abyss is making all the little signs. Verse 2. I'm a little frog, slimy skin, hop, hop, hop. In France, they like my legs at dinner time. Chop, chop, chop. Sometimes I sit on my lily pad. Life just seems not such a thrill. And how I hope that the little frog god would let me kiss a pretty girl. And then I would turn into a prince so handsome, brave and strong. But she'd probably want me to be a frog again. Cause this little frog's got a big long tongue. <laughs> I'm a little frog, slimy skin. Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> Was that the drum solo? Yes. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Here comes some drum solo. One, <laughs> wait, one, oh. two, three, four. <laughs> it's a very short drum solo. <laughs> Verse three. 
I'm a little blue train, big smokestack, chug, chug, chug. I pull many cars, hurts my back, lug, lug, lug. Oh, how I love to close my eyes, smell the trees, feel the breeze, and I whistle at the moon. so dark I just hope when I get to the other side I'll be smack in the middle of a pretty little park cause I'm a little blue train big smokestack chug 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 and that is all of my song flap 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 that's Woo! all Yay! <laughs> that is our show thank you Threshold for providing this perverted playground for us to record in if you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas visit threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and our hosts. Thank you, Abyss. Woo! And Boogie. Woo! And myself. Kathy. Woo! And Mark. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, God damn it, kooky show 22 motherfuckers. We love you, perverted podcast listeners. Please enjoy staying, being your damn kinky self, because we are Not to be confused with fat, 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 fat. What? Flap, flap, flap versus fat, fat, fap. Fap, fat, fapping. Did you just turn my song that saved my life into like some cheap masturbatory comment? Yeah. Did you just call me fat? <laughs> I have achieved something in my life, perverted podcast listeners. I had strippers dance to that song. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Just stop. Turn it off. <laughs> the show that wouldn't die, ladies and gentlemen, pervertedpodcast.com, and now available on iTunes and SoundCloud. No, no, really, I'm going to do it this time.